0: sorry cousin as he lights a fuse on this barrel and pushes the whole thing over the edge and explodes there is a rumble coming from the peak as a avalanche descends I rolled a 15 on my dice with a negative 1 the golem (laughs) grazes it with its claws as you go flying past with the snow and the whole thing slides to a stop Two of you have supervisor meetings the following day.
1: Oh, yes. I will need to send a raven
2: then. I'm not going to send a raven for reasons that Ben will understand. And I will use that method to send a message to just push my meeting. Was assisting another professor with some studies, uh, maybe delayed in returning today. Is it possible to move the meeting back to mid to late afternoon?
0: And now, we continue. We rejoin our academic adventurers as they return to Ferromasters from their trip to the Wandering Peak. They've just returned their horses and pony to the rental service outside town and uh, are walking in through the city proper.
2: Potentia's probably, like, in in a phrase, leading the charge because she knows she has to get back to campus mm-hmm. because she has a meeting to get to and needs to stop past her office first.
0: We are currently out in, in Lordsfield, um, which isn't too far from the university, but it's just one of the outer suburbs of the, okay. the city.
2: Potentia, what time is your meeting again? Uh, I just pushed it back a couple of hours, so I have I have time, but but not a lot. Uh, I'll have more later. I, I doubt it's going to be a long meeting.
1: Mm, all right. Well, if you wanted to go ahead to your meeting, I've got to go put some stuff away in at Griffin Hall. Um, did you guys want to meet up later? I feel like we might need to do some debriefing.
2: What do you think, Harold?
3: Um, yeah, suits me just fine. Um I don't really have much going on today. Um just sort of yeah, clean myself up at home really after the excursion under the mountain. I feel a little mm. grimy yeah. to be honest.
2: Yes.
1: Yeah. It really does just kinda like the dirt gets everywhere,
2: doesn't it? Um, in this moment can Potentia just cast prestidigitation at Meredith to get rid of some of the dirt. On her. <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh. Cheers, Potentia. That actually makes me feel a little bit better. You're welcome. Let's
3: get a scowl from Harold.
1: Shall we meet up at um what was that? What was that bakery again?
3: Uh, five pies and a pancake. Um That's the one.
1: We haven't tried that one yet. Let's I know, I talked
3: so highly about it, and we, we always end up going to beastie burgers.
1: But I just I just I love know.
0: those burgers so much. Considering Meredith keeps appearing with pastries, it's surprising that she hasn't gone to the one on campus yet. No,
2: not yet. She's just, you know, been visiting all the other places. It's important to find out the best places in a city to have your pastry of choice.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Definitely. And I I feel like I need to cross this one off my list. Mm.
3: Yes, I really recommend, um, you know, Five Pies and a Pancake, of course, have their signature croissant. Um, Ooh. and uh, I really recommend that one. It has uh, this, like, hazelnutty paste in it, Ooh. and also um, they, they import this spice from somewhere up north called cinnamon. Oh, my gosh, it's so good.
1: <laughs> it nearly makes me forget that I'm covered in dirt and nearly died. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, well, the three of you will go off on your separate ways. Let's follow Potentia as she makes her way to her supervisor meeting.
2: I think she's probably rushing up the stairs because she knows, like, she's asked for this favour to move the time and she's never late for anything. And so the idea of, like, even having Mm -hmm. asked to move the time is, like... Not something she normally does or would do, mm-hmm. but she couldn't bear the idea of being late. But like having moved the time is, or she's already like, oh no, this is not, this is not good. This is not what you do. Yeah.
0: Well, you you move the time to give you enough space to get to the meeting on time. On time. But in, in Potentia's mind, is she still thinking that she's late. She still
2: feels late because she's like. She hasn't had, like, the normal way she would have her morning before a supervisor meeting. She's, like, you know, raced back into town.
0: Spent the whole day travelling. Yeah.
2: yeah. Um, she probably, like, just before she arrives, like, makes sure that she looks respectable, because...
0: <laughs> Does a quick prestidage clean.
2: clean, makes sure she's doesn't, like, smell like horse and road and...
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you, you take a moment... Uh, Outside his office, or a bit further away.
2: Um, she probably swings past like her office and just like, you know, sort of waves at everyone and drops off anything she doesn't need, mm-hmm. with a view that she'll come back and pick it up before she, kind of finishes her day. Mm-hmm. Or
0: there's a few people in your office, and they kind of like wave as you run in. Yeah, run probably out.
2: Um, wave at Rivka, and as I pick up, uh, the book that Rivka lent her and some notes, to make sure that mm-hmm. she's got proof. She hasn't just moved this meeting because she's being lazy. She's grab the things she's been doing to go up to that meeting
0: so proof that she's being busy not proof that she spent a day on the road
2: well and and well she she's already told them that i told him that she's been on the road but more the idea of she hasn't Mm -hmm. just been traveling around and wasting away time she's been doing work
0: um yeah because this is the first time that you you'll be meeting him in a month and so you want to prove yourself that you've been been working hard exactly okay Uh, So you'll make your way up to his office and knock, I imagine?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Just unobtrusively, but, but, you know, like I'm supposed to be there.
0: Come in, come in. As you walk into the room, you see that he has a, a partly finished sandwich on his desk and he's covering his mouth as he's finishing chewing.
2: Oh, no, please, please finish. I didn't mean to rush you at all.
0: No, no. Come in, um... He'll click his fingers and conjure a seat hmm. for you. Um, yeah, sorry, just you know, having a, a working lunch.
2: No, no, that's fine. I, I mean, I moved this meeting on you, and that's that's totally fair. Don't, don't rush yourself on my account.
0: It's all right. Um, have a seat. How how have things been going? Uh, let's actually, Potentia, describe to me, Ben, the DM, how much work you've been doing. Have you been studying hard this past yeah, month? Yeah,
2: I think so. I mean, obviously, there's been things that have been going on uh, potentially slightly outside of her control, but she's definitely spent time in the mm-hmm. library. It's she's gotten to know Bonin reasonably well because she's been looking for different books and texts. She's spent just spent some more time with the mm-hmm. people in her office and been writing notes. Um, often accidentally, you know, not realizing how late in the day she's been reading.
0: Um, mm, you've definitely uh, during the episodes we've I've noticed that you've been busy studying and. In- Between Mm. the the episodes. Um, So, I will get you to roll for academic Mm -hmm. progress, a flat D20 roll, but I'm going to get you to roll with advantage, because I can tell you've been working hard. Okay,
2: so I need another another D20. Uh, A 15 and a 19. I'll take that 19, please, Ben. Well,
0: with advantage, (laughs) yeah. Uh, You've been working very Mm -hmm. hard. Not quite... Not quite the Nat 20 that Ross rolled. That was just <laughs> crazy. But yes. Yeah. Uh, so you've been working very hard. You've made a lot of progress I mean, in your she's research. She's probably
2: had to like work out where the library is and had to sort out some sort of like things around the being yes. at a new place as well. Harold has an advantage in that respect of it being his own. That's
0: parents. true. Okay. So Professor Chant has asked, how are things going?
2: Good. Busy. Um, lots of reading and. Um, you know, meeting uh, other people on the campus. Uh, had a long chat with uh, Rivka, uh, one of the other PhDs. I'm not sure if you.
0: Yes, I, I know her. She's she's very active in in organising things.
2: Yes, uh, they're all they're all lovely. And uh, but um, no, she she lent me this book, and she sort of picks up the book that um, that Rivka lent her, um, and just sort of to indicate the, this, uh, which has been very helpful. Um, lots of things about uh, conjuring, I believe. I believe she's doing uh, some research into the psychology of uh, summoning different creatures and summoning them and interviewing them and things. And so uh, this book has been been quite quite helpful in terms of um, how different people summon and, and some good long chats about, you know, how different creatures feel about being summoned.
0: Yes, it's um, definitely interesting research, not the normal kind of things that people no. have been studying in the past, but it's... it's Definitely novel research, for sure. Yeah, it certainly
2: sounds like she's found a niche uh, in in which there has been limited research in the past.
0: Definitely. Um, She actually, hang on, she just recently handed me a flyer Mm -hmm. and he'll go through his desk. Um, There's uh, they're organising like a monthly meet-up of uh, PhD students to talk about their research. Kind of like a a book Mm -hmm. club about things that they've been learning and uh, and some of the older PhD students, some of them are uh, further along presenting some of their research. I think uh, it'd be useful for you to, to go to some of those events.
2: Yes, it sound, sounds very interesting, especially good uh, being relatively new to the, the city to, to, to sort of be able to find my way around and take advice from from people about good and poor sources of, um, sources of research material and so on.
0: Yes, I think it's uh, the first first tuesday of the month i believe every every month so he'll, he'll hand you this flyer um which looks to be a flyer advertising this event specifically it's for the uh, school of conjuration mm-hmm. um for their phd students but it is open to other schools of magic to come and discuss their research
2: this looks fascinating and i might, um and it'll be good to to talk to some other people in the conjuration school of course um I've I've met a lot of people from a lot of the other uh, schools and, and fields within the university, but uh, not not so many within our own school, unfortunately.
0: Yes, well, uh, they often are out and about doing things. Mm. Um, there's a a visiting academic who who specialises in teleportation magic, and he's very rarely on campus.
2: Of course, uh, one one must utilise. Uh, teleportation options, when 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 available.
0: So, um, you're doing your just to refresh my mind. It has yes, been some course, time since I've course. seen you. Sorry, you're you're look, wanting to look at specifically where summoned creatures come from.
2: Yeah, specifically, you know, mu- much interest in um, familiars more specifically, but but, um, but but creatures in general, of course, because um, not not every um, not every type. Are able to just have a familiar, you know. Some some people require steeds and, and other such. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: of course, yes. Of course. Um, so, I mean, there's a wide variety of summoned creatures, mm. and uh, druids can summon animals, and yes, I've, I've, can I've, summon... I've seen. Good, good, mm. good to get experience in uh, less wizarding schools of magic. We'll say.
2: Yes, a little bit of breadth across and cross. Um... Cross linkages between research fields is never, never a, a bad thing. It, it can inform our own research.
0: Yes, um, I had the pleasure of meeting your familiar.
2: Oh, good. I wasn't sure whether they, you'd uh, you caught that or not.
0: Well, I, they're not hard to spot necessarily. No, I often keep mine uh, at home mm-hmm. when the kids are about. <laughs> Something about a, a purple cat often tends to get the kids' attention, and they know that even though I might not be there, I'm I'm keeping an eye on them.
2: Yes, uh, I I can't say I can't say that mine is is usually around with me. Uh, she often just sits at home, uh, but that's that's fine. She's.
0: I mean, many many people who have familiars tend to keep their familiars either on them mm. or in that kind of. Extra-dimensional pocket space that familiars can go into,
2: of course, uh, and of course the part of the interest is uh, is what that space is, is like, um, and you know where where they get dismissed to and from. Uh, the the core part, of course, being where they come from to, to begin mm. with, but but then the sort of dismissal and recalling is 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 interesting in and of itself.
3: Mm.
0: So, have you? You've been obviously doing a lot of reading. Uh, mm-hmm. I hope you've been getting through that list I gave Chipping
2: you. Chipping away, getting there slowly. <laughs>
0: I'm curious what th- theories you may have at this point.
2: Look, I mean, it seems to me that lots of people have taken a vast interest in the um, you know, the, the capacity and the types of familiars that people have and their relationships with them. Um, but often it's dismissed as, oh, of course they go to a pocket dimension that's just where they go. There's sort of not, not a whole lot of research, it seems to me, in, in where, they, where they go to and get called back from once they've been summoned to begin with. Um, and a lot of people take it for granted that that's just, they're gone and that they come back. There's sort of not... Um, it, it strikes me that, that these kinds of things don't get destroyed because we're not using a whole lot of magical energy in order to resummon our familiars um, to us necessarily mm. they might it, it takes quite a lot to summon them in the first place but not so much in terms of whisking them in and out of the the pocket dimension dimension so that implies that there's no uh destruction per se uh, but it doesn't seem to be very clear what that looks like
3: hmm. uh,
0: i actually was recently reading uh, a book i i think you'd find quite interesting mm. it was a a Kind of a traveler's journey, a travelogue, we will say, about a, a cleric mm-hmm. attempting to find one of their conjured celestial creatures in the. the celestial realms, one of the other planes. I won't give away the ending. Of course. But I think you'll find it quite interesting. And he hands you this this book. So I've been looking at your academic transcript. Mm. Which is of course very impressive Hmm. and I've been uh looking at my my course load this this semester as I'm teaching and I'm thinking it might be beneficial to to you uh if you were interested in perhaps doing some teaching assistant work
2: what would that um what would that entail Uh, my previous studies were rarely um rarely had such a such a thing
0: yes so what's involved with with TAing is uh, you'll come to some of my classes and li- listen in on my lectures and then some of my classes are uh, quite large and they require tutors mm-hmm. to look after groups so I can get the individual attention that students need undergraduate students and I think these are mostly kind of first-year subjects I'm thinking of. Things that would be very simple for you, but things that are obviously complicated for new students. And uh, I think it'd be good to get your perspective on some of these things and help them through my, my coursework. Hmm. I think it it, it may well, point out one of the subjects. It might be interesting to get your opinion, not necessarily for teaching, just someone who studied it somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a, a philosophy of magic course, uh, which we, we encourage. Well, I mean, it's it's a foundation unit. Everyone who is studying magic at the university needs to take this course. Mm-hmm. But it's... Uh, in, I'd like to get your, your thoughts on it. We are... You are coming into this now several weeks into the semester. So you've missed some of the early lectures. But I think it'd be interesting to get your opinion on... on how we teach the philosophy of, of magic, because of course, as magic users, people have access to a lot of dangerous power, and they need to be responsible with that.
2: Yes, um, yes, I would agree with that. And, oh, and obviously, different different parts of of the world teach uh, teach magic differently from from different perspectives. So, it'd be interesting for myself as well to to see how it is taught here.
0: Good. Um, do you have anything else you wanted to discuss before?
2: No, I don't think so. Uh,
0: we um, break. Okay. Uh,
2: did you so a fortnight, uh, same day, similar time? Oh, original time.
0: Yes, original time. I think works mm-hmm. best for me. Um, Not
2: worry. And again, apologies for uh, for moving the time on you yesterday. Um,
0: these things happen.
2: I didn't want to risk riding back in uh, in the dark. But from a safety perspective. It's
0: fair where did you go if I don't mind me asking
2: oh um one of the professors in um I believe he's a druid I'm, I'm not entirely sure I, I've met uh, someone who is studying um, a particular arcane focus um, and they were doing some research up at the, the I believe they call it the wandering peak something like that it's a dwarven um mountain mm, I, I know the place yes um uh, kegstone I believe was the the name of the professor was was leading some small expedition um, and just needed... Some-
0: oh, yeah, he's he's in the astronomy... Yeah,
2: something like that. Type of, like. Something like that. Uh,
0: mm, strange people, then.
2: Look, um, nice enough. Very interesting to see how different people work on different types of projects, obviously. My head's been in a book mm-hmm. for a considerable amount of time, so it was nice to, to sort of see the, the neighbouring... Areas and, and how different. Don't get me wrong. I like
0: looking at the stars, but I, I, I like my my research to be more grounded in something you know, more fundamental, like magic.
2: Yes, something more fundamental, more more concrete, more um tangible, perhaps.
0: Yes, exactly. Well, as uh, before, it's been good to see you, Potentia. I uh, hope to see you in some of my lectures these coming weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, just find a seat and. Slip in yes
2: I'll try and keep myself up the back and out of the way so as not to distract
0: great well I'll see you in two weeks
2: she gathers up her stuff and sort of heads back to her um the office to put things down mm-hmm. sort herself out
0: uh, as you walk out of the room you see him pick up that sandwich
2: I just close the door behind me to allow him to to uh, finish his sandwich in peace
0: mhm Uh, Is there anything that you want to have Potentia do before you go off to meet up with the rest of the group?
2: Um, I think she probably goes back and sort of just has a quick thumb through um, timetable just to sort of suss out when those classes are meeting and and so she can Mm -hmm. make sure she gets
0: Uh, to one. So the philosophy of magic uh, is unfortunately first class on a Monday.
2: Don't miss that this week. That's all right. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, what about the fundamentals of the arcane was that on a particular time
0: Uh, that would be on so that actually has multiple lectures Mm -hmm. throughout the week, there's one on a Tuesday one on a Thursday and it looks like there's a number of tutorial slots as well throughout the week
2: she sort of mentally makes note I think of that one, just to sort of stick her nose Mm -hmm. in because that's the one he sort of heavily indicated that she might line up with, even though she knows that she's going to be seeing stuff that's not her school per se, but just sort of to get a sense of things. Yeah, she probably makes note of those two courses with a view to asking Harold about them and if he'd taken them as an undergraduate.
0: Mm, It's a good idea. Uh, So in your office at the moment, uh, the only person there is uh, Ren, who is currently... He's got multiple maps rolled out and he's... He's, like, pins and... String connecting things, mm-hmm. uh, like he's trying to solve some kind of magical forensic murder. <laughs> except just maps. It's look. It looks like mm. and he kind of he, he looks over and sees you and just kind of gives you a polite wave.
2: Yeah, she just probably nods back and and heads out, not wanting to disturb him and whatever okay. looks like a reasonably thought requiring exercise.
0: All right, uh, so you'll make your way across campus to meet up with. Harold and Meredith.
3: Mm -hmm. Yes, she does. Hey, Ross here. If you've been enjoying the show, we'd love it if you could rate and review the podcast on your app of choice. While you're at it, why not recommend the show to a friend? It really helps us spread the word about the show. We'll soon be recording another episode of The Common Room, so if you have questions about the latest story revelations, character moments, or behind-the-scenes know-how, submit your questions at dndoctorates.com. That's dndoctorates.com. I've also been doing a lot of behind-the-scenes work on some cool stuff for the future and streaming while I work. So if you want to come hang out and chat about the latest science and pop culture, follow me over on twitch.tv slash manadorks underscore tv. And now... Back to the action.
0: We follow Meredith as she returns back to her campus hall in the afternoon to dump bags and maybe get a snack if there's something left in the canteen. Uh, As you're making your way across the campus, Meredith, it's mid-afternoon and you spot a large Shaggy dog sitting and just looking straight up into the sky.
1: Oh, is it Frank? It's Frank. Yes. Oh, Frank is 100% the goodest boy.
0: Mm -hmm. And he's sitting there on the ground uh, in the middle of this field, uh, in this grassy area on campus, and he's just looking up and like his tail was wagging and he's just panting.
1: Okay, I'm going to go over to Frank.
0: Uh, he like looks at you, tongue kind of lolling out of the side of his mouth, and then keeps looking up.
1: Okay, can I give him a massive pat because I need to? Mm-hmm. Um, that is a thing. Um, so I scratch behind his ears and I'm like, "Hey, boy, how you doing?"
0: He graciously accepts your pat. Oh, great! Uh, you get the impression that you're not the only person on campus who who gives him pats. Yeah. Um, and you're also less afraid of him compared to last time you saw Frank because he's a yeah. he's a big boy. But
1: he's a big boy. Yeah, mm. he's a big dog.
0: Uh, and as you're you're there getting a, a good dog scratch, you're, you know, getting your, your your pat on with this dog, the scritches. Uh You hear something above you, and it catches your attention.
1: Yeah. Okay. So I look up. Um, can I? What
0: do I see? So it, you just see the, the sky above you. But.
1: Mm-hmm. So there's not a tree or anything? Nope,
0: just in the middle of the open area. Okay. And then you hear a voice from above you somewhere.
1: Uh huh. That says, Oh,
0: uh, hi, Meredith. And the face pops out of somewhere. It looks okay. to be like a, a window in the sky about 60 feet above you right now this person is familiar it's you saw them at a party recently and they they helped you oh, no. with a an injured uh, Raymond no do you does does Meredith remember their name
1: no neither neither does Joe
0: <laughs> I'm not gonna tell you oh because I would like this to be the exact interaction of Meredith oh, not remembering this this, no. this guy's name.
1: But Meredith, as a character, would totally remember his name.
0: I don't know. It was it was late into the evening. A lot had been going on.
1: Yeah, but she went off to the hospital with this guy.
0: He tagged along. He helped. Uh, was well, in as yeah. much as he could.
1: Oh, that's so annoying.
0: Right, uh, give me a an intelligence check to okay. let me know if I can give you his name
1: that's a three. Ah,
0: no Meredith at this exact moment you cannot remember his name
1: no oh man
0: you've met so many people in this month that you've been on campus it it was bound to happen that someone's name would slip past you
1: I know I know can I roll like a charisma check to see if I can you know pretend that it's just me being really shocked that this guy's head is just poked into existence Mm -hmm.
0: give me a deception check
1: deception okay Oh, Sixteen plus, Latmuthric Deception. Oh yeah, twenty.
0: They they have not even noticed that you haven't responded to their name.
1: Yes, excellent. Okay, cool. Um, she's just going to look at this guy and just be like, um, hi. What you doing?
0: Out of this. This like window in the sky, a rope tumbles down. A notch rope mm-hmm. that tumbles down, and he starts climbing his way down this rope. Okay. And as he he climbs, hi, Meredith. It's good to good to see you again. Just give me give me a moment.
1: Yeah, y- yeah, yeah, yeah. You you too. Um, I seem to have forgotten everything right now. Uh. I'm a little kind of nonplussed. Uh He lands what,
0: what lands on the again? ground next to you. Oh. Um It's it's, it's
1: Okay. And uh who am I?
0: You're married. Are you okay?
1: You just popped out of a door in the sky?
0: Oh, uh, are you not familiar with rope tricks? It's a, a spell no. that lets me um, put a rope that goes up into, like, a extra-dimensional, like, pocket space. I'm I'm doing some scouting for some research I'm going to be doing soon.
1: Oh! Cool, 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 cool. Yeah, I'm looking for, like, um, a
0: hide location that I can do some observations of uh, a species that I'm studying.
1: Oh! Well, that makes a lot more sense, then. Still... Uh, pocket dimensions are not something you see every day.
0: Oh, I mean, yeah, I guess.
1: (laughs) Meredith laughs and just kind of like looks at him and goes, hey, have you met Frank?
0: Oh, yeah, I know Frank. And he gives him a pat and Frank just like leans into it. He's a good boy.
1: (laughs) He's a good boy. 12 out of ten.
0: Yes, although he is kind of giving away my hide location at the moment. I'm not I'm yeah. not hiding at the moment. I'm just scouting because what I'm looking for, they don't come out much during the day.
1: Yeah, what are you looking for?
0: Oh, uh, I I study kobolds.
1: <gasps> I was wondering if you were going to say that because I did see some a couple of weeks ago, a couple of days, about a week ago now. You did? Everything's kind of bleeding all into one.
0: T- what, what were they doing? Tell me everything.
1: Kind of waves her arms excitedly and goes, yeah, I saw them about a week ago now. They were just kind of... Um, they were near my dorm, uh, near the near Griffin Hall, uh, and they were. They, I just remember it was so odd. They were like carrying a pumpkin.
0: He, he like not. He's never like nodding. seen
1: kobolds do that.
0: Yeah, they they often come up to the surface and do kind of food raids, uh, raiding oh, really? vegetable patches. Yeah, it happens a lot.
1: So they eat vegetables.
0: They seem to eat whatever they can get their hands on.
1: Right, so kind of like rats, but vaguely intelligent.
0: I don't think they would like the association. No? Uh, I haven't actually talked to any, but from what I've read, uh, as a, a as a member of the draconic species, they would be a little bit prouder than a rat.
1: Okay. Well, that's good to know. <laughs> I've never met any kobolds before.
0: Uh, I mean, they're, they're very small draconic people. And he looks at you and, like, like a moment of like terror which isn't a bad thing uh but compared to uh other dragons they they kind of know they're lower on the draconic rungs of the ladder
1: yeah meredith is gonna like give him a break and let it go um (laughs) because she knows when people are using it as a slight and when they're not um yeah, so she just kind of goes. Yeah, so I've never actually really seen any kobolds. I, I've read about them, but I've never come across them until a couple of weeks ago. Oh, I didn't even know what they were.
0: Okay, yeah, no, that I mean, uh, if if you're not from a place that has them, um, yeah, they're just yeah, they are little little dragon people, kind of like a halfling version of a dragonborn.
1: Right. Okay.
0: Except they I think they I have see. tails. Dragonborns don't usually have tails, yeah, and yeah. Um, normally they're about they grow to about three feet tall. These ones seem to be shorter; they only get to maybe two feet tall. I have a theory that because they live in the city, they've had to adapt mm. and get smaller.
1: Oh, so they can kind of crawl through small spaces and things.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I, that
1: does come in handy. There I are have to say. there are
0: little, like burrow entrances all across campus that I've I've found. Yeah. Really, mm-hmm. I think they have a big underground cave network that they they go through.
1: Oh, interesting!
0: And so, what I'm doing at the moment is I'm just kind of scouting locations that I can put up my my little rope trick. Um, yeah, and then I can observe them at night.
1: Interesting. I mean, you would see an awful lot of very fascinating things from where you are. Is that entirely ethical?
0: Ooh. I mean, I'm not interacting with the kobolds, so I'm not in, like impacting their society.
1: No, I know, but there are a whole bunch of other people that live on campus.
0: Yes, this is true. I and if they don't know you're there. Yes, this is also true. Uh, I do put up signs that I'm like in okay. the area observing. Uh, okay. I mean, good. I have I have seen some things. You can Interesting. Of pauses, but I. I, I try to look away, I'm trying to find kobolds. Kobolds what I'm looking right. for.
1: Mm-hmm. You're not even remotely tempted.
0: At, I mean, the 60 feet up in the air, looking for kobolds, keeping an eye on a sand timer to make sure mm-hmm. my spell doesn't wear off when I fall 60 feet It's something I, I need to... Yeah.
1: Yeah, that would be a bit stressful.
0: It, mm-hmm. It's a lot to keep track of.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely yes.
0: Uh, you look like you've. He pauses again. I mean, uh, have you been somewhere recently? You, uh,
1: yeah, I was just hanging out with some friends. Heading back to my hall actually to do some work. Okay. Got i I've seriously the amount of reading that I have to do for this ser- this thing is just unbelievable. What are you studying? Are you doing PhD or masters or
0: doing undergrad uh, PhD in anthropology? Yeah, right. I'm I'm ah, studying cool. kobolds.
1: Studying kobolds. Yeah, well that makes an awful lot of sense. How far through are you?
0: Uh I don't, I'm in my second year um towards the Okay. I kind of started mid-year so I I'm actually oh, kind right, of halfway okay. through my my second yeah, year. Yeah,
1: yeah. That makes sense. Tell me it, like the reading gets less.
0: Uh Yes.
1: Okay, good. It, I mean it, there was sent there was common in there somewhere but like
0: I mean, it, it starts My word's got kind it. of very um, broad where you have to read a lot to kind of find where you're going. Yeah. And then the reading becomes uh, sort of less intense. but Okay, well, that's good. But more focused on your specific area because there's nothing worse than okay. starting a project like, oh, I'm going to study silver dragons and find out if they have their own nuances with their language, and then discover that someone else has already done that.
1: Yeah, that does keep me awake at night. Fortunately, though, nobody studied what I'm doing, which is nice.
0: What are you studying?
1: So I'm looking at um, representation of halflings in history and just in um, in artificing and in healing and in all sorts of areas like that. Um, it's been really interesting kind of uncovering some problems that I noticed when I was studying medicine, but, you know, didn't really quite tweak that it was an issue. So, yeah, it's kind of been nice to dig into that and maybe see if I can do something to help change things. Hmm. Cool. Yeah.
0: Uh, it, it's nice to see you again.
1: It's, it's good to see you too. Aldwyn, it was nice to bump into you. I mean, it was a little shocking and startling to bump into you, but, um, yeah.
0: Yes, I mean I'm not. I wasn't observing. I was just scouting. Sorry, I oh, okay. didn't. Yeah, yeah. I'm, mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm
0: trying to find a good place that gives me a good field of view.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yeah, totally. Uh, uh-huh.
0: That is also. I can come and go if I need to. Mm. Yep. I don't, that makes sense. I don't want to startle them. You know, I have to. I'm trying mm. to observe them without mm. uh, interacting.
1: Hmm. Anyway, and how I, does
0: I have how to- does Meredith feel? about Mm -hmm. this person observing a species that you sort of know they have a language.
1: Yeah. I mean, well, I feel like her question about, you know, like the ethics of looking at them, kind of, of watching them kind of makes me think, like, initially my reaction, my personal reaction was like, "Mm, I don't know that I like this. And I think her reaction is going to be something similar.
3: Mm.
0: Because you've got that that book about the elf, the elf who looked at looked at the uh, small races as well,
1: mm-hmm. and some yeah, of exactly. this might
0: be very hitting close to home for that.
1: Yeah, it's not feeling great. So she's kind of like casting around for an exit because she just doesn't want to have that conversation because she's had it so many times and she's exhausted.
0: That's fair. You've been on the road all day as well.
1: Yeah, yeah. Also, I've heard like doing a lot of reading about you know minorities and and you know. Issues that they have with like explaining things to people. It's also kind of not her job mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: to explain stuff. Um, so, all right, yeah, she's she's not having any of it. She's gonna get out of there. Fair enough. Knows when to pick her battles.
0: Mm-hmm. You can you can inform this person what they're doing might be a problem. Another time.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I think she's kind of hinted very strongly at it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> With the whole hay. <laughs> but by the same token, she doesn't really know very much about kobolds. So... That's
0: fair. All right.
1: Yeah. But she's going to go educate herself. mm Mm. Anyway. So she's going to wave goodbye and continue on to the hall. All
0: right. Uh, it was good to see you again.
1: Yeah, you too. I'll see you around. Hopefully um, you'll let me know where you are.
0: Yes. Next time, uh, yeah. rather than just, I like, mean, I, jumping out. I mostly do observations at night. Um, okay,
1: good. But... Yeah, it was very startling.
0: Okay. I, I'll put a sign up next time. Maybe that's better. Okay, good. Better. Okay. Thank you. Um, Great.
1: I mean, it's a start. Anyway, I'll see you later, Aldwyn.
0: Bye. 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 And Meredith makes her way off to the hole uh, as Frank just kind of watches Aldwyn climb back up this ladder, this uh, mm-hmm. rope.
1: Frank is the goodest boy.
0: Frank's a good boy. Uh, Meredith, you'll get back to your your dorm mm-hmm. room, dump your bags, maybe freshen up slightly, and then go off and meet up with, with Harold and Potentia. Yep,
1: yeah, sounds great.
0: Perfect. We'll follow Harold as he makes his way home to drop off his bags after the journey. You make your way through the streets of Oak Row. And get to your apartment. In the mail flap inside, you find a oops, we missed you parcel message from the post office.
3: Oh, that's very odd. I wasn't expecting anything. Um, I have a look. Is there a particular post office uh, mentioned?
0: It is the post office in Northport, the dock area of the city.
3: Hmm. Interesting. Um, so, yeah, probably what I'll do is um, put down my bags and have what passes for like. A shower or a bath, I guess. In, in the. the, mm-hmm. the, the I mean, the it is of,
0: like mid afternoon, so you will Yeah. I guess like hot bit of hot water, scrub down.
3: Yeah, because obviously I've probably been, um, on the back of a horse for a little while, or like you know also in the, the cart or whatever. So, um, after mm-hmm. all the events that happened and the, the sort of, uh, fairly um yeah weird weird set of, of days we had. So um yeah I'll do that and then um. Probably, yeah, just sort of change into my city wear, my usual sort mm-hmm. of uh, overcoat and, um, you know, like a waistcoat and that and um, head mm-hmm. down to the docks.
0: Okay. Uh, it takes you a bit of time to make your way through the city, but you eventually get to the uh, postal dispatch office in Northport, the su- uh, suburb that is, as the name suggests, on the north side of the city. Uh, right next to ale grove in fact and just across from the city gardens and you find yourself in the very large postal building which is a hub of people coming in delivering packages and the postal service employees taking packages for delivery throughout the city and the the mail and things as well Uh, you've been here a couple times but not for a while uh, I believe your father probably brought you, you you here as a child to kind of show mm. you like this is how mail and packages travel into the city and then out to the surrounding countryside uh, but it's not really a place you've spent any time in recently I think
3: Yeah, that makes sense. Um uh, do I see like little
0: a parcel slip which you've yeah. picked up with you uh, which will have a specific number on it?
3: Mm. Alright, is there like a uh, reception desk or like a parcel collection area that I can? There is go a parcel collection area,
0: yep. Great. Uh, in fact, at the moment, as it's the late afternoon, there's no one currently in line. Um, mm. All the mail's already kind of left for the, the afternoon shipping. Uh, there's just a, a man at the counter. Afternoon.
3: Oh, hello there. Um, I seem to have uh, missed a parcel delivery. Uh, I have a, a slip here with uh, a number on it, if that helps. It
0: does. Just who takes it from you. Do you have any identification on you?
3: Um, I do, actually, as a matter of fact. I have this uh, university library identification, um, and I'll fish it out of my pocket and just hand mm-hmm. it over to uh, the guy.
0: Uh, he's just you know, checking your name against the parcel receipt. Uh, my apologies, sir, but it appears as though your package, um, the, the packaging for your package was damaged in the shipping process. I see. Uh, And what he hands you is a very sodden box that has a number of stamps on it from various countries, it looks like. It looks like this thing has done some travelling. On the front of the... Well, the top of the box, half of this label has been torn off. Mm -hmm. But you see two Harold Wentworth... And the the last thing that is legible on this t- on this this note is Faustus
3: Mm-hmm.
0: at the very bottom.
3: Okay, hmm. Uh, I guess I'll um, sign for it, or whatever, uh, at the mm-hmm. post office, and um, probably won't open it here. Uh, I'll probably mm-hmm. take it back to my apartment. Um, probably take a a carriage or something, you know, spend a few coppers on, on that so I don't have to walk.
0: Okay. Yep. Spend some copper to get a cab back to Oak Row. Uh, and then you are back in your apartment. This this package in hand. I, I'm imagining quite excited.
3: Yeah, I'll... um, Given what's happened recently, I'll, um, I'll actually cast Fine Traps on it.
0: Okay. Uh, how does that look? Describe it to me.
3: So it's a second level spell. Um, and basically I can sense any trap within the range uh, that is within line of sight. So anything that would inflict a sudden or unexpected effect that I consider harmful or undesirable, um, and I can, I can basically find things that like are alarms or you know warding glyphs, mechanical traps, anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and essentially uh, what I do is, um, using my constellation sphere, um, essentially certain stars line up in the shape of a key and mm-hmm. project themselves outwards. And if there are any traps, um, the light shines a little brighter on that area.
0: Okay. There are no pings that pop up. It looks like trap free.
3: Cool. Um, good. Um, okay. So having seen that, I will open it. Yeah.
0: Are you tearing into it or is are you quite meticulous?
3: Yeah, I'll be pretty careful. I'll be pretty careful about it, Um, especially it being wet or damp.
0: Uh, It looks like it's dry now, but it has been damp at some point.
3: Mm, Yeah, cool. So just knowing that, I'll be sort of careful Mm -hmm. with it. So
0: you open this box and inside is something about a meter long Mm -hmm. wrapped in cloth. Okay. The cloth just looks like, without examining it, just looks like rags. Of some okay. description
3: so I'll, I'll lay I'll lay the thing down on uh, a table just so it's um, it's got
0: some weight to it as well
3: mm okay yeah definitely then just sort of give it some support on the table and sort of um, so I can sort of unwrap the cloths uh, as it as it sits on the table there mm-hmm what you have
0: is like after you've unwrapped it you haven't fully opened it yet but you have what appears to be a sword in a sheath
3: mm-hmm Okay.
0: Um, the, the handle is ornate with runes on it that you cannot discern the, the meaning of, but it looks, at least without looking at the blade, it looks well made.
3: Hmm. Okay.
0: The, the scabbard that it is sheathed in is made of some kind of dark leather.
3: Hmm. Okay.
0: And seems to be, despite the, the package, this seems to be in quite good condition.
3: Interesting. Um, I'll uh, I'll gently uh, unsheath the sword, you know, sort of moving the scabbard mm-hmm. over the blade.
0: So what you have is a scimitar with a very slight curve to it. It's almost straight, but it does have a very slight curve to it. Mm. But what catches your eye as you draw it from the scabbard is that whatever metal this sword is made from it is dark metal of some mm-hmm. description with a very slight glitter to it. It It's unlike any metal you've ever seen.
3: Okay. Um, I think what I'll do, uh, I will actually cast Detect Magic on it.
0: What does that look like when you cast Detect Magic?
3: Yeah, so essentially um, sort of looking at the orb, um, so the, the actual symbol of the mage, the, um, the constellation of the mage appears. Mm-hmm. And um, essentially like the mage kind of like comes out of the, the, the orb almost like a hologram and then sort of just expands to sort of just fill the area with a very brief flash of light. And then anything magical within the area has like a slight sort of starlight twinkle to it.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, so yes, this has a starlight twinkle. This is a magic sword
3: great and i suppose if i uh i can know its school of magic if it's a particular type of enchantment
0: uh, so focusing on it a bit longer you determined that this has an evocation school on it
3: okay interesting um hmm um so h- looking at it um i don't know if this would be an investigation or History check or something. Do I recognize any of the runes or, like, markings to to place this from a culture or geography or anything like that?
0: Uh, Make a history check.
3: Okay. Oh, man. Almost good. Uh, But it was an 11.
0: Okay. The runes on the hilt of the sword. They are very difficult for you to, like, to pass out exactly what they are. But there is something about the sword... That give me a insight check. Sixteen. There is something about this sword that reminds you of your orb.
3: Hmm. Okay. Um. Interesting. Suppose I don't really know any other Star Circle Druids at this point. I've I've read books about them. Maybe I'll head to the uh, actually head to the library and um, see if I can. Uh, find one of the accounts of the star druids, because obviously the star druids are actually pretty rare. And obviously Mm -hmm. there aren't that many documentations of them. Like, typically they keep their knowledge. The whole reason that they have these star maps is that that's how they they keep their knowledge and they, they don't really spend a lot of time imparting it, so... That's why it's taken Harold a lot of time to like learn these abilities because he's had to study yep. this thing and look at the stars and all that. So,
0: And interpret what they mean from their writings, which is potentially coded writing as well.
3: Yeah. So, um, but what I'll do is I'll, I'll see if I can go to the library and find some writings that would help me sort of look at this and sort of determine mm-hmm. what it might be. Uh,
0: and you, you're taking this sword with you?
3: Um, Yeah, it's not too uncommon for people to have like artifacts around university. Not totally common, probably. I- I'm guessing, but not uncommon. Given that it's I a mean, place you, of learning, like
0: it's a fantasy university, so people do carry swords and things with
3: them. Yeah, what I'll do actually is I'll I'll um I'll I'll, I'll sort of make sure it's attached. I don't want to carry it around like it's kind of mm-hmm. like anything too conspicuous. I'll I'll sort of attach it as if I'm just sort of carrying it and i'll actually make sure it's underneath my coat i don't harold's not the kind of person who likes to just show his weaponry like his Mm -hmm. daggers and everything are normally underneath the coat so that you know they're there if he needs them but he doesn't like to broadcast to everybody that he's that he's carrying uh, a weapon normally
0: okay uh so you'll make your way to the library are you heading down to the under library
3: i suppose now i have access to it yes i will um to see if there are any books there that um, obviously I didn't have access to previously as an undergrad. Um, and also, obviously, I'm, I'm kind of curious, Harold is now to, especially given the events that we just had, to see if the underlibrary is in better condition than last time we were there. Mm.
0: Um, as you walk into the library, uh, Bonin yeah, gives you a polite wave as he's currently at the counter helping some exasperated student try and find some book in a... In, a large tome of Hmm. like a Refidex type thing.
3: I wonder if I can get an assist from Bonin. I'd like to say, uh, uh, Bonin, actually, um, I'm kind of glad you're here. I I have a very peculiar uh, need for some knowledge and you've you've helped me in the past. Um, When you're finished with this student over there, I'd actually uh, like your help as the sort of lead, uh, you know, like a librarian and archivist.
0: I am very good at finding information. Great. Uh, maybe ask Gloop he might know what you're looking for
3: cool okay um, yes that, that, uh, that's a great idea and um, I'll, I'll go over and find Gloop
0: he's downstairs sitting in his bowl as he is, was last time you met him he forms up out of the wax mm. hello
3: hello Gloop nice to see you again hopefully under better circumstances this time he kind of looks at you blankly I see. All right. Well, listen, friend, I actually need your help. I'm looking for writings either by or about uh, the druids of the Circle of Stars. Uh, I have some uh, relics that I'm, I'm looking at appraising. I don't suppose you know if any such tomes or reports exist down here in the, in the library?
0: There are several books on the druids observe and study the stars, uh, unfortunately, the lower sections of the library are currently under repair. So those books are inaccessible at the moment. If you would like, I can take your name and contact you once we have located those books.
3: Um, yes, okay. Um, I, I, I That would be acceptable. Um... He'll pull out a piece of paper, quill yep. and ink, and get you to write your name down. Great, I'll do that. Um, okay. Um, I suppose that's a little bit of a dead end then for now.
0: Uh, give me, give me a history check with advantage.
3: Okay. 18.
0: While you are not particularly familiar with this writing, you know that it is none of the languages you speak. Interesting. It's not some stylized version of anything you speak or know yeah. how to read. Hmm. But you have seen some of this in the etchings in your uncle's periodicals mm-hmm. for some of the civilizations he has studied.
3: Hmm. Okay. Um, I guess I will oh, head over to the Wentworth residence then and... Um, find my old bedroom and um, see if I can have a quick hunt through those periodicals.
0: Well, after travelling around through the city, getting this sword and uh, making your way back to the university, you realise that it's actually getting a little late in the day, and you did promise to meet up with Potentia and Meredith. So does Harold stop right. his, his hunt to meet up with them?
3: Uh, yes, I suppose for now he um, manages to quell his curiosity. Um, he's already dressed for for, for, for social engagement. So I suppose at this point he'll uh, just sort of file all of this away and um, maybe wait to see if the book can be retrieved and perhaps, you know, like, find the periodicals another time.
0: All right. Well, Harold will make his way over to meet up with Potentia and Meredith. Awesome. Hello, listeners. It's Ben, your friendly Dungeons & Doctorates DM here, reminding you to follow us on Facebook, Twitter and instagram and to use the hashtag d n doctorates when you talk about the show recommend it to your friends spread the word let's grow the show as big as we can have a special message to be read out on the show Uh, this one is going to be read out by gore so i'm going to pass it over to him thank you ben this is a message from gron's gear gallery for fitness enthusiasts of ferramastus The more burn you feel in your muscles, the less you feel from a fireball spell. For the latest in barbarian strength and conditioning gear, come down to Gronz Gear Gallery. We've got punish bells, heavy boulders, battle ropes, and weighted misses for you to swing and get strong. Today, we stock the latest in muscle-building powders, potions, and dried meats. Life is... Is too short not to be barbarous. Whether you are barbarian or bartender, build the fortified castle that is your body. Thank you, Gore. And if you would like a message on the show, follow the link via our link tree and you can get your message read out by myself or any of the other cast members, including our NPCs, and you'll get it into an episode. We're going to be recording an episode of The Common Room really soon, so if you have burning questions that you want answered, now is the time to submit them for the next episode of The Common Room. You can find the links to that form via our link tree on all our social media channels and at dndoctorates.com. Thank you, everyone, for listening to the show. Your support has been wonderful. We couldn't have have produced this show without you. Next week on Thursday, we have a a very special, different kind of episode for you. I think you're really going to like it. And then following that episode, we're going to be taking a brief break over the, the holiday New Year season. But we'll be back with more episodes in the new year. Keep an eye out on social media, and you'll see when they are coming out on all of your podcasting platforms. Let's get back to the episode right now. We join Potentia and Meredith at Five Pies and a Pancake, a quaint bakery located on campus that specializes in croissants. And uh, they have an excellent selection of pies, as well as the name suggests. More than five, in fact. Ooh. Uh, ranging from the savoury to the sweet. The uh, chief head baker is in the background of the bakery working away. Um, she's a orc woman who is uh, quite quite busy as she is preparing more food for the, the campus. It's getting late in the day and she's getting ready for like a dinner rush that she's expecting.
1: Mm-hmm. Cool. Can Meredith just like be sitting behind like this massive kind of diner menu?
0: Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: like scanning it all. You can't see her face.
0: What's Potentia doing?
2: Uh, Potentia's probably slid into, I assume there's like a booth or some form of... Um, yeah, yeah. there's great. some so sitting So She's sort of slid into the booth and... Um, She's both sort of eyeing what's in the cabinet, but also keeping an eye on the the woman behind the counter uh, and looking out for Harold's arrival.
0: Potentia, give me a insight check.
2: Is a... 11.
0: There's something about her that, like, draws your eye, but you can't quite work out why. Uh, You'll be sitting here um, for about 10 minutes or so as Meredith reads every single item on this menu. Can
2: I just pipe up to, to Meredith and just sort of be like, well, Harold's running awfully on time today.
1: Yeah, it's not like him, is it? Mm. Have a look at this. Oh, my goodness, look at the crepes. They've got, like, orange ones. This one has, oh, it's got cheese and spinach. And it's all folded over and, like, oh, oh, my goodness, there's so many good things. I can't decide. What are you thinking?
2: don't know. Um... Not this really, one's but- got chocolate sauce on it, and there's like strawberries. M- Meredith, why don't? Oh my goodness. Why don't you choose two things and okay. and we can share them or something. Oh, that's a very good plan. Do you want savory or sweet? Why don't you get one of each?
1: Okay, all right. Um, I'm gonna go with the I think we need um one of those croissants that um that Howard was talking mm-hmm. about. Um, and so we're going to get one of those. Okay. And then maybe um, oh the slow-cooked pork um, with like a cabbage coleslaw. That sounds so good. Um, the pie. oh, Or maybe we should get the Nutella pancakes. I don't know.
0: As this is going on, the door, the, the bell above the door chimes as it opens. Uh, and in walks someone already talking. Hi, mum. I'm just going to grab a... And he stops, deer in headlights, as he's as Michael sees Potentia and Meredith.
1: So Meredith behind the thing, she can't see him at the moment.
0: But he's seeing you because he's like a, a tall so we can yeah, see
1: yeah. Him. Maybe we can get the the um, strawberries. Oh, there's like a strawberry coulis sauce kind of thing with um, maybe some raspberries. As, and as Meredith is like discussing this with and, herself because
2: she's clearly not discussing it with me anymore. Um, <laughs> as she's discussing it with herself, I'm just going to sort of acknowledge michael with like a a hand wave of like acknowledgement that he is clearly in the middle of doing something so i'm not going to interrupt what he's doing
0: Mm -hmm. but uh he gives you a polite wave and kind of walks over Mm -hmm. to the counter and the orc woman walks up to him with already a bag with by the heft of it is probably some kind of heavy pie
1: cute
0: uh and he like takes it in his hands and she like leans in to give him a kiss and he like sheepishly looks at you <laughs> and then leans in and she kisses his cheek. Thanks, Mum. And he gets out of there quickly.
1: <laughs> Meredith hasn't noticed any of this and she's still like talking through the, the menu and deciding on like 5,000 different things.
2: Pretender just sort of laughs to herself. Sh- shaking her head in. Family. Mm. Um, must be nice.
1: Um. Potentia, this one's like a chicken pie with rosemary and some onions. Oh, it looks so good. There's too many good things here. Meredith,
2: if we don't Mm -hmm. order soon, we won't order at all.
1: Okay. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Right. Decision making. Okay. So we're going to go with the chicken pie. Okay. And then one of the croissants that Harold was talking about. Okay. I feel like I can come back and I can try some other things later. Okay, cool. Good plan. And then she like puts down the menu and holds it up.
0: Who is going to order?
1: Um, I can. Okay. All right. Cool. So I'm going to go out to talk to the the woman at the desk. All
0: right. So you walk up to the counter and this orc woman who is the the baker for this establishment who potentially might understand this relationship that she knows with a friend, an acquaintance. (laughs) Yes. But Meredith has missed that entirely.
1: Completely. Hello. Hi. How are you going?
0: What can I get you?
1: Okay. So we're going to get a sweet and a savory thing to share um could I get the chicken pie that looks absolutely delicious oh my goodness and um one of the the hazelnut croissants please
0: of course
1: oh and actually can I also get um a a couple of the donuts that you've got in the the thing there they look really good maybe one of the the chocolate ones um and and then just one of the cinnamon ones please can do thank you
0: dear will you serve these people please and from the back room walks a, a human man um, who is exquisitely dressed in a fine waiter's out- outfit with an apron. He floats into the room. What, like uh, literally floats the... into the room? No, no, no like he just okay. like moves through the bakery as okay, if cool. he's dancing.
1: This is a fantasy land. You have to. <laughs> okay, that's true. You have to be That's specific. very true. Very specific, yes. <laughs> okay, uh, cool. And he
0: will collect your pastries uh, and... Heat up the ones that you need heating up and Excellent. bring them out to you.
1: Cool. So I and, go and sit back down with
0: potential. Yeah. Uh, Potentia probably sees this person coming with a, a tray of more than you expected.
2: Mm-hmm. What happened to what happened to just the croissant and the the, the pie? They had donuts. Okay.
0: Good afternoon, ladies. I believe these are for you.
1: Oh, thank you so much. These look so delicious. Do we have um two forks?
0: Yes, did you need more?
1: Um well we do have a friend coming. I don't know where he is. This doesn't like it. Thank you. Mm. Thank you very
2: much. Uh
0: is the water okay or would you like something else to drink?
2: If I if I could just get a tea, that would be that'd be great. Would yes, you make, could make that too, over... please?
0: I'll I'll bring over a, a pot. Thank you.
1: Awesome. Meredith is already, like, eating
0: a donut. As you are enjoying your newfound pastries, uh, the bell will chime on the door and Harold will walk in. Outside, it started to rain, so Harold is a little damp, but it, you almost didn't notice. It was so, so soft.
3: Mm. Oh, hello. Uh, there you two are. Sorry uh, I'm late. Um, I had to uh, run a bit of a, a last-minute errand. I see you've ordered already. Um, yes, we've
2: just yeah. we've got cutlery coming for you. Don't don't stress. Okay. But there's a whole bunch of stuff on this this menu. It looks
1: so good. You should definitely get a few things for yourself.
3: I'll take a look at the menu and then
1: and then and then and maybe down. we can share.
3: Scan down the list. That man comes back with
0: a third set of cutlery, a pot with boiled water, a collection of tea bags,
3: and three mugs. <gasps> Thank you! So as, the, as the, the, the guy comes over, I'll look over the list and say, Um, waffles? I, I haven't heard of waffles before. Are they a new item on the menu?
0: Yes. They've you come haven't in heard of waffles? That.
1: Waffles are amazing! They're so mm-hmm. good. They're, they're, they're sort of
0: fluffy. like pancakes, but with like syrup reservoirs built into mm-hmm.
3: them. Oh, mm-hmm. how do you make the shape? That seems rather complicated.
0: I mean, he'll he'll walk back in. Uh, Dear, can you please show this this fine man uh, what we use to make the waffles? Sure. And she'll take the waffle iron and like hold it up to you.
3: Oh wow, that seems like a much yeah, better use of a blacksmith's time them. than than you know making weaponry. Uh, <laughs> I approve. I I'll try one of those. And you said there are there are reservoirs for syrup, so presumably one orders it with syrup.
0: Mm-hmm. It comes with syrup, actually.
3: Do you have uh, clotted cream as well? I would love to have a bit of cream with it.
0: We do. It's a little extra, but yes, of course. Oh, that's
3: fine. Yes. No, please do. I, I'm I'm intrigued um, to taste this new waffle. It uh, looks great. I will have one of those. Uh, thank you. Yes. Oh, and a ginger beer, too. Uh, uh, I'm very, very keen for a
2: ginger beer as well.
0: Can do. And he'll slide back behind the counter and start preparing your food.
2: Sorry, the pure enthusiasm of waffles is just... its, it's
0: <laughs> mm. Harold oh. uh, slides in next to Potentia and Meredith. Do you have to make any kind of accommodations for something
3: you're carrying? Um, Probably not, but I mean, Harold okay. would be kind of visibly distracted, though, um, you would notice. Okay. He's probably not talking a lot.
2: How was your afternoon, Harold?
3: Um, yes, yeah, rather interesting. Uh, I... Um, yeah I, I received uh some some parcel mail uh, i had to go to the post office so it was um... Ooh. yes well how about you i mean what what happened uh what happened to you folks how was your your meeting potential
2: good um in fact i have uh, some some questions to ask you at at some point if you if you have time um dr chant has offered me the opportunity to potentially uh be a teaching assistant for him but um i'd like to know a little bit more about uh some of the units that he's looking at me take, uh, taking on um for example like the philosophy of magic here in fairmasters is is potentially quite different to that at at home um so you know I, I have some some conversations i need to have with some people before i make a decision but but all in all um went quite well i think he's quite pleased we're going to have more regular meetings which is which is good um he was quite busy in the first few weeks of uh, of semester, and so. Hmm?
3: Oh, yes. No, very, very good. I'm glad it. Um,
2: I'm glad it went well.
3: How about you, Meredith? Did you uh, Did you get find some time to get clean and relax this this afternoon?
1: Oh yes, yes, absolutely. She um she kind of like brushes off the, the question and then goes, "Are you okay? You seem a little bit distracted."
3: No, I I um I just wasn't really expecting to get a a parcel in in the post um I don't oh, yeah. often send for things the city has almost everything I need um
1: hmm. it's sort of have you opened it yet
3: yes it's it's a little puzzling actually I, I'm not uh, uh, I I can't really show it to you here it's not really the right place okay. but um it's uh, well
1: if you need any help or you need to chat you know where we are
3: well it's it's an interesting artifact actually um. It's a it's a scimitar um, oh, yeah but it has uh, it's made of a very interesting material that seems uh, it's actually rather similar to my constellation sphere and um,
1: really because uh, that's quite rare isn't it?
3: Well yes I mean I, 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 I I've yet to actually track down any other star circle druids myself. I've been mostly going ah. off of uh, accounts uh, from the archives um, the library has a few you know a few scholars managed to interface with them a while back and yeah. i've been sort of working on those writings but i haven't actually you know they 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 kind of keep to themselves like a lot of druids do and um they they tend they tend to gather in these uh like obelisk sort of um like these sites that are very particular to certain uh like geographical settings where they would align with the stars and they they tend to sort of be guardians of these structures and, and study the stars from mm-hmm. there. But, um, no, the, the interesting thing is uh, the, the package was actually addressed from uh, from Faustus. Um, Your uncle? Yes, it, it, it seemed to have bounced around a little and... Uh, um, the, the package was actually rather... Uh, the, the, the packaging itself was rather shabby as if it's travelled a long way. I... Um, Right. I don't know how long it's been travelling for, um, oh. but it's unusual. I mean, I haven't heard anything from him for...
1: It's a couple of years now, right? Yes,
3: yeah, so it's been a little while. I mean, he mm. uh, he sort of disappeared a, a couple of missions after he gave me the orb, and, um, you know, we, we sort of feared the worst, really, but it seems mm. odd that he wouldn't send me a letter or something if he was okay. I'm, I'm not sure... Um, I'm not really sure what this means, but... Um, You know, I I actually have been meaning to talk to you all. I I, I think, um, I spoke to Meredith briefly about this. I I think, uh, I think we should maybe, um, think about joining the Adventurers Guild. Um, we've sort of proved ourselves a rather potent trio, the three of us, and, um, it would be nice to, uh, make some money of my own for a change and not have to rely on my father. As generous as he is, it's, uh... It felt good, you know, when the Enigma Society rewarded us for that little uh, job that we did. And um, I think I would like to do more. But I actually have another motive. Um, we, we seem to keep getting sort of drawn there as, as well. Um, I don't you know if you remember, but uh, Raymond said that, uh, that, that that pyramid of his, uh, that, that Tabaxi fellow, um, actually gave it to him at the Adventurers Guild. Mm. and um
1: yeah look I had a chat with Raymond about that mm. and um I feel like I need to now's probably a good as a good a time as I need to fill you guys in on something um and she like reaches into her one of the many pockets on her her jacket and pulls out a stamp so it's like a little um wax seal with like a, a little kind of um symbol on the top um and she puts it on the table and then says do you know what this is
3: Oh, interesting! Um, an
1: adventurers' guild seal. That's right. Um, I was a part of the, or oh, I am a, a member of the Monostitch Guilds, um, which is one of the adventurers' guilds down in Condwell Grove. Ah, very nice. Mm, so I, I can probably help out there a little bit. Yes, well, that would be
3: good. I, I, I mean, look, obviously, um, you know me. I, I like an adventure, and. Um, <laughs> But I, I also think that um, you know if we, if, we were, if we were to join uh, if we were to register as a group it would give us certain privileges there and um, you know people are slightly more likely to talk to you as well
1: uh, mm. yeah so the way that this works um, or at least the way that it worked back home um, you need a, a, um, a sponsor um, because I'm a member already um, I can register us as a sponsor and sponsor us. Um, on a mission and I can, you know, send us on missions and, um, and you know, apply for different things and um, get us going. So I'm happy to start that off if you guys are, are keen.
3: I mean, what about you, Potentia? I, I know you're a little uh, wary of the adventurer appreciation lot, but you're very capable and um, your skills would definitely come in handy. I, I, I just feel like we need to get closer to some of the people there Maybe we could get a lead on this to Baxi, and honestly, perhaps even my uncle. I mean, it would it would be a great favour to me if, if if you all would help me. In.
1: Well, I've been keeping an ear to the ground. Um, I've sent a few messages off to friends, but I haven't heard anything back. Um, but it probably wouldn't be. It would definitely be something that we could do. I think. Um, yeah, and I'd be very happy to help. Could go and introduce myself. I haven't done that yet.
2: Um, I mean, uh. Look, it's it's not, um, I I don't know, uh, it's it's not something that people particularly approve of where I'm from, so, um.
1: uh. That's okay. See, the thing is as well, because I'm a member, we don't technically have to join if you don't want to. Um, I can go and I can apply for missions at the, um, at the guild and I can go by myself or maybe take Harold with me. You don't have to be, um, you don't have to join if you don't want to. You can just come with us and help us out.
2: I'm happy to sort of be be part of it, but I just, I don't, I don't think I can sign my name to a thing that is available effectively everywhere. Mm
3: -hmm. Um... Well, I don't think you'd have to sign your full name, Potentia, um a lot of people like to operate anonymously of course not all yeah. a, not all people who sign up to the Adventurers guild are necessarily um egalitarian either they they have their own reasons I, i'm sure absolutely i'm sure we could get around that part if that's what you're worried about
0: many adventurers use pseudonyms as well they
3: exactly like,
0: there are, there aren't that many adventurers named the raven
3: yeah I mean, perhaps you can think of this as a way of, um, you know, expanding your horizons a little. I, I feel like you you've learned so much and uh, seen seen a lot. Um, you know, the, I think someone the guild could use someone with your skills and a lot. You know, not all of the missions are, you know, like tomb raiding. They there's a lot of good that you can do. Uh, yeah, I went well. to help
1: out rebuilding a um a village. With with my mentor as Adia a couple of years ago. It was really fun.
2: I mean are you I suppose if, if 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 pseudonyms or whatever are possible, then that's I just I would hate my family to find out is essentially the, the, the issue here. Um, there
1: are definitely ways around that, Potentia. We can we can help, we can protect you. And you don't have to do anything you don't feel 100% you, comfortable you with. You
2: feel it. her stiffen as you say the word protect. Like. Okay. Like. You know. uh,
1: I Sorry, I mean protect your identity is what I meant. Mm.
0: Your waffle mm. and ginger beer, sir.
3: Oh,
1: thank you. Ah, he's right. There
3: are literally like little pockets of, of syrup in here. This looks amazing.
1: It is so good. It's going to go everywhere, though. Be careful. <laughs>
0: Is there anything else I can get you, you three? No. All right then, uh, give me give me a shout if you need any help, and he'll make his way back. Thank you. At the moment, you three are the only customers in here.
2: Cool. Uh, I want to flip it, Lee, to take this sort of subject off of me a bit. Mm. She's just going to flip it like Michael's parents seem lovely. I'm sorry. What?
3: Is this information I know already? No. Okay.
2: These are Michael's parents. Did you not see him come in here just now? When? When you were, uh, when you were waxing lyrical about the menu. Oh yeah, I got distracted. Yes, uh, it seems that that oh, man. that the woman you ordered from is his mother. It's it's so it really, <gasps> so it seems. Ooh, interesting. And therefore, I would assume that that would be his father, as he is. A half orc, and mm. that would make sense.
1: Can kinda of see the resemblance now that I think about it. A little early for you to meet the
3: parents, percenture, isn't it?
1: Why, Harold? I've met yours. Can Meredith kick Harold underneath the, the table? <laughs> <laughs> <Ow>. <laughs> or like flick something at Mm-mm. him. <laughs> Alright. Um Anyway, back to the Adventurers Guild. I think I think this might be a, a good opportunity for us to see if we can figure out what on earth is going on behind all of this. Because I don't know about you guys, but I don't think I've had to fear for my life quite as much in the last couple of as I have in the last couple of weeks. <laughs> I mean, I've gotten into my share scare fair, my fair share of scrapes, but yeah, never this much.
3: Yes, and I'm growing rather tired of running into that hunk of metal that keeps. Chasing us around as well.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, we had. It just seems like there's there's something bigger going on here. And I, uh, this is too much of a coincidence.
3: I'm, and I'm rather concerned that you know, Bonin indicated these people are opposed to the dissemination of knowledge, and you mm-hmm. know, obviously they they somehow knew that we would be up on that mountain with Zinlas and mm-hmm. seem intent on on squashing this discovery as well. Um, mm-hmm. That idea really frightens me. You know, I, I, I'm really opposed to the idea that knowledge should be kept, mm. you know, under lock and key. I, I think knowledge should be for everyone. And I would hate to see this group get its way.
2: I mean, you know what they say. Knowledge is power. Mm.
3: Well, that's what worries me. Why do they need to hoard all of this knowledge? I mean, who knows what they want to use it for? Yeah. Do you think we should speak more to Bonin? He seemed pretty uh, clued in on this early on. Or do you think he shared everything he knows?
2: I don't think Bona never shares everything he knows. He's a librarian. No. He knows much that more. That would take than an awfully long hear. time. Ew! Yeah. No. Um, it's all right. I have plenty I, of time for things like that.
1: Yeah. I think I think there are possibly two directions that we can take. And Meredith's looking like she's kind of pushed her food to one side and she's looking uncharacteristically serious. Um, I think there's two directions we could take and we could potentially divide and conquer as well. I think... One of us needs to go and speak to Bonin, or we all go and speak to Bonin and kind of have a sit down with him and, and see if he knows anything else. Um, and the um, the other avenue that we need to go and investigate is the Adventurers Guild. We need to go and have a chat to some people there, get to know some people. I can put my stamp up on the board and say I'm open to, um, to going on adventures or I can kind of have a look at what the list of adventures is up there, um, missions and things, and um, we can kind of divide and conquer and then come back
2: and see what the direction is and, well, I'm, and see if we can figure out what the hell is going on. Well, I'm happy to go and talk to Bonin. Um, as as a uh, member of the Enigma Society, he has a tendency to talk to people who are members. So mm-hmm. I'm happy to go and do that if, if you would both prefer to go to the uh, Adventurer's Guild, as you say.
1: I'm happy with so, that.
2: It's probably too late for me to go and speak to Bonin now. I mean, I know the library is mm. open all hours, but...
1: Oh, I think it's too late to do anything right now except yes. enjoy our food and have a chat. Mm.
2: Yes, I think
3: maybe what we do is we uh, regroup tomorrow. It's, it is rather late and um, you can go and see Bonin and uh, mm-hmm. Meredith and I will go up to the Adventurers Guild and see what the process is up there, um, see what we can find and uh, yes. That
1: sounds good! Oh, I'm excited to go and meet them. But we need to drop by for ages. I just haven't had a chance. Well, we did visit briefly
3: before. You bought your coat from there, I believe. But It's um...
1: true, yes, but I didn't really have a chance to kind of get to know anybody, to be honest. Yes. It was more the shop front.
3: Yeah, so, I mean, it was a flying visit, of course, as well. So
0: Yeah, you only kind of went to the outside during market day. Yeah,
1: definitely. Oh, fantastic. I love having a plan. And then she, like, brings her food back over and, like... Serious Meredith
0: over, back to regular Meredith.
1: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Stuffing her face with croissant.
0: And with that, the three academic adventurers decide to enjoy the rest of their meal, have some conversation, and meet up tomorrow. Across campus, a rogue breaks into a laboratory and steal something.